0: Are you looking for a great-tasting, healthy breakfast cereal? Developed by naturopath and nutritionist and my good mate, Damien Christoph, Forage Cereal is 100% gluten and oat-free, with no processed sugar, preservatives or additives, made with only the highest quality ingredients. And with a range of paleo, vegan and FODMAP-friendly muesli blends, Forage Cereal is bound to make breakfast your favourite meal of the day, if it wasn't already. Well, for a limited time, only for the Wellness Couch listeners, you get 20% off all online purchases over $50. That's right, 20% off off all online purchases over $50. Visit foragecereal.com and enter the code COUCH at the checkout and save. That's www.foragecereal.com and the code Couch COUCH at the checkout to save.
1: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys, I'm Lawrence Tam. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guy Show, a weekly show dedicating bring wells to allies. Brett, me and you today, Damien's on a plane, no Wi-Fi out there and can't uh, obviously be on a call with us, but he's been getting too much airtime, I thought. So we just thought maybe we'll just, uh, like you said, we're going to leave him on a plane and let's schedule a call when he's actually not here so we can actually get some airtime. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we've timed it well so we can get a bit of a word in here. So let's make the most of it. So let's get straight into it. We've got a special guest on today. Really excited to have her on board. Um, she's British-born and has made Kirribilli, Sydney, her home for the past six years. She holds a Bachelor of Psychology, a Master of Forensic Psychology, an MA in Social Work, and is a trained Demartini Martini Method facilitator. And for those who listen to the show regularly, you'll have heard Demartini Martini on the show. You'll have heard us talk about the on the show because we love his work. So Rains has had a love for people ever since she can remember, wanting to serve them and help them have the most of what life has to offer she realized that, that was her value and it was wise to listen to lives Dimartini's work transformed her life in 2016 and helped her remember who she was and what she was born to do um, so she provides private consults she's helping out people all around the world um, and she's bringing Martini to australia really soon so welcome to the show brains
2: thank you so much thank you for having me
0: pleasure to have you on board it's it's a cool story um so we'd love to hear a bit about you first of all you have many degrees Strange. What, what led you to be so interested in psychology um it seems like a fascinating field to get into
2: it goes back to what i um that love for people and wanting to have a greater understanding for myself and for those around me so that i could help people become the best and and fulfill their lives in a meaningful way. And the, at the time I thought the only way to do that was through studying psychology. And obviously as time's gone by and the more that I've worked with Dr. D. Martini, and attended more and more of his programs, that's really changed now to incorporate a lot more than just psychology, um, in order to have a greater understanding of people.
1: Mm. You know, one of the things I do apologize for people listening to this, obviously, because uh, you can hear Brett has gone deeper and deeper into the cave, he moved from one cave to another, and the internet is actually getting worse. So uh, I'm not sure what's happening to the cave, man, but uh, he's gonna try to fix that. But Reince, um you're, you had a really interesting background uh, leading into the, you know, being a Martini facilitator, you had a background in the UK, um, being working in child protection. Um, and in, in that state, I mean, I've just met someone who's actually in child services uh, recently as well here in Australia. It cannot be a um, not it's I'm sure it's very rewarding, but it can be very, very stressful at the, uh, and, and, and very procedure driven. Could you tell us your experience of th- that life and how it has led you or what? of the lessons have taught you through to where you are now?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, it. It was for me. It was a very stressful environment, um, and doing Dr. D. Martini's work now. What I've come to realise is it wasn't in my highest values, and that's why I perceived that level of stress, which actually made me very sick at the time, and I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. And it wasn't because of not wanting to help people that made me feel that level of stress, but it was the legislation around it and being very policy and procedure driven and not being able to treat people as individuals and take each person on their own merits before we were writing reports and, you know, and being able to, influence them making more positive decisions for themselves and their families um so it was really the court side of things and the reports and and not seeing people as people so if anything it was it was the furthest from being person-centered that I've ever worked in
0: It's interesting, Rains. It kind of, it seems to reflect what's happening a lot in healthcare where we really become so focused on, I guess, the science and, you know, everything has to be proven with a double blind, randomized control study, which kind of means that everyone has to be treated equally. We need to have the same solution for every single person. And so we seem to be losing some of this individuality and some of the, I guess, the skill of practitioners by trying to make everyone the same and every solution the same because of this scientific model we've got. Do, Do you think that's what's happening in the psychology realm as well?
2: Yes, I do, Brett. I think um, everyone is so concerned, as you're saying, about proving science and, and trying to put everyone into a box. And we're human beings and we all have um, young people and older people alike. We all have individual, authentic personalities and it's a great disservice to ourselves um, and to the people that we work with when we just have a label for them and we'll just pop you into this box because as people we deserve more to be we deserve more than to just be put into boxes
1: how did you manage the how did you manage that um thought process when you were going through it because i mean you must have gone through the you know working in that uh you know child protection stuff and dealing with that legislation like did was there a turning point for you when you go this is enough i can't handle this procedure i'm going to move on because the reason i'm asking that question is because i think a lot of people in life no matter what business they're in or uh, what part of their life there are a lot of people are kind of in that transitional period where they are doing a job or they're um, being in a position where they're really unsatisfied for where they're at, um, they're they're regulated by not just regulations, but they're regulated by you know corporations and rules, and they just sort of feel like they need to do more. Like how did what was the turning point where you just go, I had enough, I'm going to need a change.
2: The turning point for me was um, having an anxiety attack that lasted six and a half days, mm. which was unheard of. Um, so going back to It not being in my highest values, being in an environment that's so heavily, heavily policy and procedure driven. um, it, It was an anxiety attack that lasted the best part of a week. And I had to make a decision. I had to make a decision of either my well-being came first or the well-being of policies and procedures came first and, and did, uh did ultimately
1: you dis- I sorry to disturb you but th- th- did you dis- decide that or did that thought come through during those six days or did it come after
2: it started to come towards the end of those six days right. because i left three days before seeking medical mm. advice um i i just thought it would pass um and then as it didn't pass and having to go and seek medical advice and listening to what my doctor was saying and at the time my chiropractor as well is that I really had to make a decision before it was too late for my mental and physical well-being so it was towards the end of that process and as i was starting to come out of it i i remember feeling really grateful for having an opportunity to to fix things mm. and not leaving it so late that i became even more sick than i already had
0: and so, reigns was there a the degree of um, guilt in making that decision? Because obviously, the position you were in was something that where you had a lot of responsibility to look after and care for other people and people who are very vulnerable. And and I think a lot of people find themselves in positions where you know they want to move on for their own sake, uh, but sometimes find it hard to do so uh, because of you know the the people around them and the responsibilities they feel like they have. So, you know, did you feel that? And if so, how did you overcome that and and move forward to do? what was right for you.
2: Yeah, I I definitely um, at the time and for several years after had feelings of guilt and shame for leaving them. And you're right, you are working with vulnerable young people and you develop these relationships and you kind of think to yourself, well, they don't have anyone else. There is only me. Um, And other colleagues that I spoke to felt the same way. For me, the turning point was, um, when I started to study Dr. D Martini in more detail and listening to his words of wisdom, when he was saying, "You know, when you're subordinating to the outside world, it's at the cost of you, and there is no need to do that. So it was actually Dr. D Martini's work that actually gave me the tools to set myself free. Um, from that guilt and shame and see the whole event in its entirety
1: mm, i love hearing that because obviously that's uh i uh, was inspiring you to to do what you do now and and moving towards and inspiring mm-hmm. the same types of people but in a different manner and 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 you're having that tools is going to be helpful so now you're actually yes. moving towards um, you. You're taking on a board, you're taking some of the tools, and the the martini methods, um, and basically you're helping uh, young, uh, you know, childhood and adolescence. Um, why, why, why that group? Like obviously, you know, obviously, it's in your past, but why do you think you know being able to make fundamental transformation shift at that age would be the biggest impact that you feel that you could you could bring?
2: Look, I, there's wisdom. I think for many of us. We've all got our own teenage stories um, that if we had the De Martini method and we'd had Dr. De Martini around when we were growing up, we would have made far wiser choices more quickly. My wanting to, to have the younger, the, the youth of today, is purely because young people respond a lot more quickly. Um, They're a lot more adaptable to, to change and adaptable to new ways of thinking and it's giving them the opportunity to have those skills and tools at an earlier age so that they are able to embrace life and have an inspired life and make those wiser choices for themselves which increases their confidence and raises their self-esteem and increases their resilience levels from an earlier stage rather than hitting their 30s and 40s and thinking that there's actually something wrong with them and there isn't but they didn't have the tools in the first place to manage it and then end up with Well, for me, I can only speak for me. But then, ending up in a situation where I truly wanted to help people, but ended up in an environment that I didn't thrive in, and it made me sick. I think it's wiser to give them the tools now, so that they don't feel the guilt and shames of their choices that they make now and later on down the track.
0: So, Rains, do you think that young people are having more troubles now than they have in previous generations, and if so, why?
2: I believe that. They are having, look, are they having more or less troubles than another generation? Don't know. What I do know is that with social media and technology, this is the fastest the world's ever been. And for our young people, that means that everything is 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 given to them far more quickly. And I do believe that it impacts on their mental well-being because everything is very immediate if you're being bullied it's no, no longer just left at the playground till the next day it's now on your internet your phone and through other whatsapp and instagram and the same goes for the other way when we've got young people that are just putting great photos up of themselves that they're leading this amazing life And then other young people compare themselves to that and think that that's not their life. I think that young people today, it's more difficult for them to see that life has two sides. They just seem to be getting more of one side of this instant gratification rather than seeing that there are two sides to every event that occurs for them.
1: Mm. And and I, I you know I would contrast that too as well. I think it's not even just the uh, the younger generation. I think it's the whole world. Um, you know, anybody who's connected to this to the social media world. I think the whole you know even my generation and, and the older generation. I think we are in this in this together in a sense that we're all expecting this instantaneous uh, thought I mean just let's go by you know how this uh, podcast started you know you can tell you know that was a little bit frustrated that uh, Brett's internet's not working oh poor us that you know we can connect three people from around the world <laughs> from all across different states to, to be on this one call and we're because we're, we're wanting that instant uh, um, gratification and, and, and everything to work perfectly and um, I just came back from a talk recently and uh, from, uh, from someone who was predicting you know talking about futurism and they're saying that basically it's not going to get any better it's actually going to get you know not worse but it's going to be faster and faster so i think the hard part for a lot of these young um, for all of us is that it's we have to adapt to the world a lot quicker and unfortunately if we don't adapt then we are going to feel left behind so how how do we how do how what would you say suggest people do to manage the expectation that the world is moving at a very very rapid pace and it's going to exponentially move faster? So how do we cope or deal with and manage that um,
2: adaptation? I believe that by using the Dr. D. Martini's value determination process is a great foundation to start from, so that every single person has an opportunity to identify what their highest values are, identify what is truly meaningful and inspiring to them, and find out what their purpose is. And when we have that information, the intensity of technology then can be used to support our highest values rather than to support lower values of this instant gratification and this one-sided world because when you're living in your highest values you see that there are both sides so we're very grateful for the internet because it can connect three of us on different sides of the world very very quickly and there's there's something to be grateful for in that because it means that we can exchange information and get information out to people very very quickly but that's because we're living in our highest values If we're using information to get out there very quickly when it's to do with less inspiring events, the bullying and the Manchester bombings and all of these things that young people and ourselves are contending with, then I think that we'll we'll end up with people that can't cope with that level of intensity. I think the wisest thing to do is to live in our highest values and use the tools around us to support those highest values, to live a meaningful, inspired and purposeful life rather than one of immediate uh, gratification.
0: So, Rance, can you give us a bit of an idea of some of those tools? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Martini does some really you know, in-depth work. and has workshops and those sort of things. But for those listening at home who just want to get started on this, what sort of stuff can I start thinking about in terms of uh, identifying what their values are?
2: Well, Dr. Martini has... Um, the De Martini values determination process um, as a free download on his website. So that's a great place for people to start so that they can ask themselves those questions and start to look at what their values are. Um, I would then recommend reading Dr. Martini's books on the value determination factor. There's lots of YouTube interviews that Dr. Martini has done on values and the Martini method. But it starts to pave the way for greater learning once you've got the foundation of what your values are.
1: You know, um, it's interesting about this particular, uh, this interview that came up because I actually got an um, a email just maybe a couple of days ago from uh, Jessica Watson. So Jessica, I hope you're listening to this because she listened to our podcast with us uh, with uh, John DiMartini, and she had a question. So I thought I'll, I'll throw it at you because I was going to answer it anyways, but I thought I'll hear your points of view. Um, Martina always talks about equilibrium, how the highs balance the low and vice versa. And she was talking about this, the concept where, maybe she misunderstood his message, because she's saying that if she's feeling very happy and content with life, and things are traveling along, um, does that mean something's bad going to happen to bring it bring her down to balance things out? Um, Because she's sort of feeling that, you know, every time she has an emotion of high of, you know, happiness, and she, she almost has to feel like she has to squash it down thinking that the worst can happen or um, so that she balances her out. So she's, she's afraid because that what that leads to is that um, if she's too happy or too cocky, that might, you know, being too happy might bring something bad on, or like a tragedy or something. So, which is conflicting because we're told to have a happy life and that's one of the things that we embrace. So how do you answer that question?
2: Um, using Dr. Martini's words, um, he believes that it's wiser to use the word fulfillment rather than happiness. If we use the word happiness, we're making the judgment that it's a one-sided event of being happy whereas in fulfillment we embrace both sides of any coin so it's not saying not to feel happy but it's not allowing your emotions to be happy if we can when you're thinking about it in your mind it's being very grateful for the opportunity of having that level of fulfillment in your life which then means that your body's not releasing the endorphins, the, um, the feel good dopamine, serotonin, which then throws you out of balance. Dr. Martini believes that any event um, isn't worthy of putting on a pedestal or a pit, but it's worth putting in our hearts. And that's where we maintain equilibrium.
0: Lawrence, I know that uh, people listening here are going to be thinking the same thing I am, which is, I want to know what Lawrence Tam's answer was going to be. What were you going to say, Lawrence? Sure, put me on the spot, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, you said you said you had your answer, so I'm like, well, now I want to know what it is. Yeah, you know, that will have my
1: answer on when this podcast was released, which is a few days away still. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, to be honest with you, so I, yeah, so this, this is just kind of thinking top of my head. For me, um, the balancing of the thing, it is a... Uh, uh misnomer. Moment. I think it is I think you're right, Rains. It's it is based on sort of what your your you you're valuing is is happiness. If your judgment is happiness and all of a sudden you're gonna create this false pretense, right? When I think what, what DiMartini Martini means when he's talking about balance is that when things are moving along is that it's not about it's about recognizing that for every happiness, for every, you know for being happy, there is um, there is consequences to that, and for every time there is negativity uh, in your life, there is also um, pluses to that. It's for our ability to it's or actually having the awareness to be able to see that. It's not to bring it down; it is to to realize that 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 happiness has its consequences to it. It's not necessarily see we're we're labeling positive and negative as being bad or good. But what if we just took bad or good out of the equation is that it is what it is, but it's just that the emotion is that rather than labeling the emotion as being bad or good, it's just that it's the emotion of highs and lows. And I think that's what I believe that that's what it is. It's more about looking at your life is that there for every every emotions of high, there's, there is going to be that counterbalance of in the world, not to bring you down, but to recognize that there there is that If you go too high of elation, there will be something to balance you out, to recognize, to make you more aware. So the further you are away from the balancing equilibrium line, the more the universe will conspire to help you realize and bring you more awareness that you're going way off the path. I hope that makes sense.
2: Perfect sense.
0: Nice. So, uh, Renz, let's talk a little bit about uh, Dr. John because we've mentioned him so many times already, but but he is actually going to be coming out to Australia um, very soon, which is very exciting. I've had the absolute privilege of hearing him speak numerous times and he's always amazing. He always just speaks from the heart and, and just shares some amazing wisdom. So, what sort of stuff is he coming out to Australia to share?
2: He is coming out to host his inspired destiny program for young adults in Sydney on the 26th of June. So it's a, a great honour and blessing to be able to present him for one of his signature programs. Um, for Dr. D. Martini, uh, doing the Inspired Destiny program for young adults is something that's very close to his heart as well, because of his own childhood and adolescent experiences. And secondly, because you know, our young people are our future there are future leaders there are future entrepreneurs and as dr d martini believes that every person has a genius inside of them and the inspired destiny program for young adults is the best place to start for our young people to identify who they are And what they would love to achieve in life and start activating that genius and that leadership from a very early age so that they can go on to live amazing, fulfilled, balanced lives.
1: Yeah, well, you know, Brett, I don't know about you, but like it sounds like to me, um, obviously, you know, this program is uh, for specifically for young adults. But I think, you know, the insights that we're talking about in this particular podcast is we're going to be applied back to us as adults as well, like not even just young adults. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I think no matter what age you are, you know, whether you're 20, 40, 80, 100, I think there's that, you know, people who are listening to this type of podcast is there's this constant strive for wanting to grow themselves and having that mindset and having the ability to do that, I think, um, and having tools to do that is so helpful don't you agree with that brett
0: yeah, I think it's the sort of work that's never finished. You know, there, there's no there's no finish line when it comes to you know, figuring out your values or figuring out what makes you feel fulfilled or figuring out where you want to go in your life because it's it's a constant state of flux. It's constantly changing. Um, you know, I know Lawrence, you've spoken before about how you achieved all your goals. It's how you said achieve in practice within the first couple of years. You know, where do you go then? Then then you have to reinvent yourself. You have to reassess what your values are. Reassess what's going to make you feel fulfilled and, and how to find that fulfillment as well going forward. So. I think it's just a, it's a constant evolution that regardless of what age you are, you're always going to be striving yeah. to get better at these things. You know, yeah,
2: exactly. our values change. And that's one of the things that Dr. Demartini does speak about is re-evaluating our values every three months. Um, they are subject to change as we change and as we grow. And you're right, Brett, it's an innate, it's something innate within us as human beings of wanting to explore ourselves and the world around us and create a more meaningful and purposeful life. It doesn't stop.
1: I totally agree with um, everything that's been said because it really is about constant growth because I know that... Um, you know, even though we're constantly growing as adults, but that critical age between like 15 to 25 is such an important age because I remember back then 20 somewhat years ago when I was, you know, between that eight and 10 year period, I was totally lost. Not that I'm not lost now, but I was totally lost at that point. Um, didn't know what I wanted to do. And this is going back 20 somewhat years this is before Facebook, this is before social media. I can only imagine like what, you know, those kids are going through right now or what our kids are going to go through in, in about, you know, less than five, 10 years time. And because, you know, they are, they have so much more opportunity than we ever did and they have so much more um you know exposure to what's possible and they have so much choice which oftentimes having too much choice can actually paralyze someone and i think that's what's actually happening so you know don't you agree like i don't know how you were i don't know if you were like all screwed on head straight and never knew exactly what you wanted (laughs) to do but uh, i doubt that as a teenager we were were anywhere like that
0: i I reckon i reckon up until about 15 i was pretty good like i was pretty i was a really studious student i was like straight a's i kind of i knew what i wanted to do i had a Pretty clear idea of where I wanted to be. And then I kind of hit that 16 years of age and everything just went out the window. Like, all of a sudden, I was like, hang on a second. I, you know, I was very kind of nerdy. And all of a sudden, this whole other world sort of opened up of like people having parties and girls and, you know, all, all sorts of different stuff where I was just like, and, and then I just didn't know where I wanted to be. And I reckon that, you know, I, I obviously, you know, I wish now that I had all the tools that I have available to me now. And, you know, as I'm sure everyone does, like, you kind of wish you'd learnt all this stuff when you're young because it just made it so much easier. Um, but, you know, I even think to when I was older than that, line. so, you know, we we're talking about Martini, and I was kind of reflecting back on all the different times I've heard Martini speak and just how different it was on each of those occasions, even though, you know, he could have probably, you know, he didn't, but he could have said exactly the same thing on each of those different occasions. And I would have heard it so much differently. I would have acted so much differently upon it just because of the difference in where I was at at those times as well so I think this stuff is so important for teenagers but it's so important for people of any age but you know if you if you do have a teenager I think getting them giving them some of these tools from an earlier age is got to just make the whole process so much easier
1: Oh, exactly. It's, it's providing them a tool to allow them to work with. Because it's not about uh, it's not about providing more content. Because you know, content they can YouTube it. You know, they they'll just do that and they'll figure it out. But oftentimes, um, you know, as as at that age group, is that they just need tools. They need tools, which is not content. Tools are a way of thinking, a way where you can actually process the information, the process the emotion that you're actually dealing with. Because let's face it, it's very difficult to express what you feel at that age. Um, it's very difficult to actually have um, the right peer group to be able to com- uh, confide in, in terms of the feelings that are going through, because there's all these thoughts, you know, we're, we're influenced by, you know, media, television, uh, we're also media in you know, my movies and our friends and expectations of each other. And oftentimes we don't know what to do with that. And some of us are, you know, at that age is, you know, maybe mature enough to handle that. Some of us weren't. And that, the, the, by having these tools being uh, provided for you allows you the opportunity to express that emotion properly. And I think that's a really, really critical thing. So, uh, you know, thanks, Reigns, for bringing this up. And thanks for bringing, you know, Demartini to for, for this age group. I honestly uh, heavily endorse it because of, you know, who Martini is. I heard him speak about 20 somewhat years ago when I was, when I was in college. And, uh, you know, I've never looked back since every, like you said, every time I listen to him speak, I get something different. And uh, it's, it's, you know, it's really important for, for anybody to, you know, dive deep into this stuff to really recognize, to, to find uh, true purpose in their life. So what you want to do is check out livewellwiselyevents.com, livewellwiselyevents.com. What we'll do is we'll put this link in the show notes. We actually have been able to uh, talk to Rains about this, and she's been able to provide our listeners with a special deal. Uh, you'll be able to get it at the, uh, at least at early bird rate, and there's going to be a very, very special deal. So make sure you go to um, livewiselyevents.com. And when you do the checkout, there's gonna be an area where you can put in a code. The code is Couch. If you put in the word couch in the code box, you will see the discount being applied to the event of your choice in the various cities that are coming across Australia, guys. Thank you so much for paying attention to this particular podcast. I'm sorry about the technical difficulties we had through this one, um, but sometimes that is what it is. However, Brent and I are just really honored, uh, and Damien obviously that uh, you know the Wellness Guys have you know been spreading the word about Wellness Guys. So if you do like what we do, please like us on Facebook. Go to the Wellness Couch or the Wellness Guys. Like us there. Comment below this particular episode share this podcast with your friends and families and other strangers you think need a wellness update and subscribe to us on itunes and while you're there please give us a great rating and leave a comment on on the itunes um rating channel a rating channel i don't even know what that is sorry on on itunes itself (laughs) so uh, i've lost it it. it. yeah i've lost it it totally lost it uh i can just blame it on the internet there anyways until next week begin creating wellness to our lives leave by example let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guy show